Hi everyone, it's Nick from the Talking Power podcast here, and thanks for tuning in to our 100th episode. It's a great honor to bring you guys 100 episodes, and we sincerely appreciate all of our listeners and guests that have joined us along this journey. Who would have thought three and a half years ago when we started out with episode one that would get to 100? But here we are, pumping out a podcast every two weeks. I'd really like to thank a few people for getting us there. Firstly, our co-host Simon Gonzo Travellini. He's the automatic transmission, drag racing and master fabricator in the automotive scene. We really sincerely appreciate the time that he gives up away from his family, Nicole, Nicholas and Peter, for his, you know, for allowing him to come on our podcast week after week. Around the episode 52 mark, uh, Simon introduced me to Todd Brinkworth and he brought with him a wealth of knowledge from different disciplines of motorsport that we hadn't previously tapped. We sincerely appreciate Todd's time as well. He's opened the doors for us in terms of Targa and uh, we are eternally grateful for the work that Todd does as well. We'd also like to take this time to thank Auto One for jumping on board with us this year. Um, they have really augured in well with our podcast and I'm proud to say that we're partnered with them they really do have the expertise and product knowledge at store level to help all motoring enthusiasts. At around about the episode 55 mark, we were introduced to the team at 88.5 FM. And I must say, it was a huge commitment on their behalf to get us on board and to start syndicating our podcast on a weekly basis. Every Saturday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m., they syndicate our podcast on the 88.5 FM frequency. We really appreciate the time and giving us the opportunity to be part of their station. I'm really proud to say that Shannon's have welcomed us on board as well and they allowed us to be part of their gone but not forgotten holding on through time car show. And we were able to run our 100th episode with the team at Shannon's. Especially big thanks to James McDonald for allowing us to do that. When we first started our podcast, a group of motoring enthusiasts and similar commercial businesses also got on board and supported us in different ways. Look, in no particular order, they are WA Suspensions, Benzene Detailing, Bryson Canvas, Shift Kits Australia, SCM Performance, OTR Tyres, Performance, Monster Torque, Perth Motorplex, Andra, Targa West, Picos Race Car, Pixel Culture, the Pod Filter Podcast, Supercars, and of course, Sylvan Australia, where we record our podcasts. In terms of support outside the podcast, I need to thank my wife, Linda, and my two sons, Nicholas and Mark. While motoring is not their thing, they prefer footy and basketball, they allow me to do these things and to do a podcast every two weeks and also get out and about and do uh, participate in motor, uh, motoring events. So I really appreciate the time that they allow me to do that. Thanks, Linda, Nicholas and Mark. All that said, we can't do this without two very special, important ingredients. They are the guests and the listeners. Without those two ingredients, we have absolutely nothing. And I am eternally grateful for not only the guests giving up their time doing building, racing, tuning, whatever they may be doing with their race cars, and also their motoring events, but also the listeners, the people that come to us at shows 
or send us a message and um, and follow the races or the motoring enthusiast's journey. And we really appreciate all the feedback we get. So without those two special things, none of this would be possible. We wouldn't be able to do what we do. So look, without any further ado, we're going to give you part one of our 100th episode. We had so much in our 100th episode, we're going to actually run it over two parts. So we sincerely appreciate uh, all the people that came up to us on Sunday, December 13 at City Motors. Here's part one of our 100th episode. If you know someone who spent 15 minutes writing their wedding speech, 20 minutes naming their firstborn child, but spent three months choosing the perfect colour for their skyline, get them a Christmas gift they'll really love from Auto One, like car seat covers from $39.95 a pair, a Navman dash cam $129, save 40 bucks, or a King Chrome 10-piece screwdriver set just $39.95. Auto One. Terms and conditions apply. See in store for details. Are you a motoring enthusiast? Shannon's are giving you the chance to win the ultimate all-American drive-and-ride prize, an iconic Ford Mustang GT V8 Fastback, finished in grabber lime with 10-speed auto and a limited-edition Indian Scout 100th anniversary motorcycle, including up to 12 months Shannon's car and bike insurance and roadside assist, plus $5,000 cash for eligible Shannon's Club members. To enter, get a quote on your special car, spouse's car, daily drive, your biker home, or take out a new policy for more chances of winning. Call Shannon's on 134646. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, welcome everyone to the Gone But Not Forgotten car show holding on through time this is also the talking power 100th episode uh, so thanks everyone for joining us coming out uh, in this lovely weather we've been having i'm joined here by uh, james mcdonald from shannon's james thanks for having us here this show has been put on by shannon's insurance and also auto one so thanks a lot james for having us i've also got co-host here simon gonzo travellini and uh todd brinkworth Thanks, guys. Hey, how you going? Thanks, everyone. We're all... Hang on, that's better. Sorry. We're uh, outdoor broadcast, live and dangerous. It is live and dangerous. And uh, we're, we're getting there. We're trying to, you know, bring the quality across. So How come, but... how come I haven't got that dead set of notes? What? What? You guys always set me up like this. Don't what do you mean? <laughs> you guys said there's going to be a copy. Don't worry. Don't worry about printing it. Here you go. There yeah, is. Look, there you go. No, 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 there's a copy underneath there. There's, don't, don't worry, we're not into that yet, Simon. So <laughs> don't panic, don't panic. Just make me to go along, that's what I do. <laughs> hey, uh, look, uh, before we get stuck too far into it, those people that are out there walking around, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for bringing your, your Holdens out today. Uh, it's great to, see, great to see everyone here, and it's great to see so many people join us um, on, you know... Uh, not the greatest day for weather, but look, hopefully uh, it, the rain will hold off now. So I really um, love to thank all these people that have joined us here today. Uh, we and, and, of course, Shannon's putting on the event. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most I'll, definitely. I'll just jump in here quickly and say thank you, everyone, to those of you that have registered with us prior to the event. We didn't have very long to get everything together, only about six weeks 
from when we actually got approval to use this venue. So uh, for all of you to come on board for such a great cause, thank you very much. Yeah. Can, can, can I just say, I think it's incredible you guys managed to get Newcastle Street blocked. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think if we had a Grand Prix here, this song would be able to pull that one off. Well, I think they, they saw that it was a good cause for charity as well and something special to say we remember Holden and when we always will remember Holden. So I, th I think they were, they were on board from the start, which was great. Yeah. We also need to thank uh, Richie Howlett. Richie, Richie's just over there. Richie, you're live if you want to talk as well. Thanks for joining us here. Hello. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Gonzo's holding his ears. Sorry, I'm a bit out there, am I? Everyone did their volumes before we started. <laughs> no, it's nice to be here, and I'm going to wander around and stick microphones in people's faces and get them to tell us about their cars. Yeah, yeah, no, most certainly. So, yeah, we really appreciate everyone for coming out, and uh, it's, a, it's a great day. Great day to be here. Now, before we get too uh, stuck into things, we just need to shout out to, to Shannon's as well. Uh, we're going to apologise in advance, so my sincere apologies. But Shannon's are giving away a Ford Mustang and an Indian Scout. So this is a great prize. Um, Shannon's are giving motor enthusiasts the chance to win an immaculate All-American Drive and Ride prize and an iconic Mustang V8 GT Fastback and a limited edition Indian Scout 100th uh, anniversary motorcycle. So including up to 12 months Shannon's car and bike insurance and Shannon's roadside assistance plus $5,000 cash for eligible club, Shannon's club members. Finished in gravel lime, the Mustang has a 5-litre V8 engine, 10-speed automatic and includes the GT Shadow Pack featuring unique dark, dark exterior. Styling include black painted roof, bonnet stripes, uh, lower side stripes and blacked out badging. The limited edition Indian Scout is a one-of-a-kind collectible and it's Indian red with gold trim heritage, uh, style paint scheme, genuine leather, solo saddle seat, black wire wheels, iconic tank badge, chrome beach bars and finishes. You could be taking that home, up, that's $105,000 worth in prizes. To enter, have a chat with the staff here, all the staff from Shannon's are just over here, they're waiting to chat with you. So uh, in the Shannon's tent, you get one obligation free quote, uh, gets you an entry into the draw. You take out a new motor policy, and then you'll get five entries. If you take out a new home and contents policy or have an existing home and contents policy, you'll automatically get 10 entries. So that's uh, certainly, certainly worth um, getting in for that one. So make sure you come over here. The team from Shannon's are, are ready to go. And also, we got there's tins at the Shannon's tent and come to our table as well. We got throw a gold, gold coin down in or a or a note if you want for Movember. I know it's December, but the uh, money goes to the Movember and goes towards men uh, men's health. And hey, it's 2020. We're doing cashless as well. Any of the QR codes at all of the entries to the show, you can scan that with your phone and donate electronically as well if you don't have cash with you. Now, I also urge, now, if you can, there are QR codes placed around here. If you can, scan yourself in as well. If you entered a car, no need to scan yourself in. But if you've come to for a look, just scan yourself in. It helps, um, helps the WA government just keep in uh, track of contract tracing and um, also shows the Honourable Rita Sapiotti that there are motorheads out there, lots of us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 
All right, look, look, uh, just one more plea. For those people, come and tell us your story. We're really interested in hearing your story. Richie's going to be going around, but if you can come up to the podcast desk, sit down with us, have a chat, tell us uh, a, a bit about your car. And it's not so much about the car where, yeah, yes, it's interesting to know engine and its combination, of course, but if you can tell us the story about how you got the car, we've already had a chat with a few people before, had some really interesting stories. I spoke with a gentleman just up here with his FC Holden, um, bought it brand new from here, City Motors in 1958, his father bought it. And they are, it's a one-owner job. It's had a full restoration, and uh, it is an absolutely beautiful car. Thanks to Mike. Thanks for joining us already this morning. It was great to, great to chat with you. You know, Nick, on that note, um, I've got to say, as I was reading the notes yesterday, uh, there's some real tearjerkers in here. Uh, th- these cars are more than just cars. They're, um, they're a, a bunch of emotions every time their owners look at them. Yeah, it's just yeah. amazing. Amazing some of the stories behind these vehicles. Yeah, no, it certainly is. All right, guys, well, look, we'll, um, we'll switch over now. And uh, so come and tell us your story. And uh, or come and Richie might come and harass you shortly. And uh, thanks, Richie. I was going to say, Simon, you know, what you were saying about your car, emotions and everything else uh, that's attached to it. Cars are like music. Sometimes, sometimes you, can, uh, you can place a song to a special moment in your life, whether it's your bridal song or whether it's just a song that was playing when something really special happened. I think a lot of people also can attach a car to special moments. You know, when they're walking around and they see an E.H. Holden, you know, I remember going to the shops or going there with, with my grandma in one of those. Or, you know, and, and everybody's got a story and everybody has an attachment to, uh, to a car in some way, shape or form. For those people that really believe uh, a car is just a means to get from A to B, then, you know, they need to get out and smell some roses sometimes because, you know, cars are like that and, and cars become as big a part of our life as, uh, as what our families do. I, I agree completely, Richie. I believe that some of these cars actually have a soul. They do. They do. And we're going to get to the heart and soul of a lot of them. <laughs> That's right. All right. Now, thanks for that, Richie. We really appreciate that as well. And we appreciate your help today as well. So that's uh, much appreciated. All right. We'll take a short break here and uh, we'll be back with some interviews. So come over and make sure you come and say hello. And uh, yeah, we'd love to chat with you. Okay, I'm here with Mike Safford. Mike, thanks for joining us on the podcast. You're from the Veteran Car Club and we're standing in front of your beautiful 1959 FC Holden. And I must say, this is a spectacular car uh, at the very least. This is a beautiful car. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Uh, yeah, we've, we've got a great story. Um, this was bought from this particular place here at City Motors on the 27th of January, 1959. Uh, my father, who's come out of Albania, so uh, a foreigner, came here and he saved and saved and saved because this is the Rolls-Royce. This was the Rolls-Royce of Holden's and he had to have one with all the bling on it. Um, and, you know, uh, so we've had it in the family since new. I ended up warehousing it for about 33 years. So 1987, I think we took it off the road. And uh, then my father's grandchild, which is my number one son, him and myself, we uh, we restored it, stripped it right back to absolutely zero, um, and everything on it is original as much as we can buy or find, and what we couldn't get we made, and uh, the result is this beautiful car. Uh, the beauty of it also was that my son was taken to hospital with my wife being pregnant to be born, so it has a bit of history there, 
I have a sister that was married in it, and uh, my dear old mum, who's 94, once we restored it, we then had a big presentation. So she came, put her in the car, took her for a drive, and there was tears in her eyes. And even on the glove box, I've got my father's signature, because that's his car. His name was Charlie. He was known as Charlie. What a magnificent story. So let me get this right. Your father would have come out here like a lot of uh, Europeans did in the mid-50s. Am I yeah, guessing right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, early, early 50s. And he had to escape out of the country, as a lot of those people did back then. Uh, very hard worker and uh, definitely saved and saved and saved uh, until he was able to buy one of these. That's the beauty of Mike. I mean, a lot of a lot of immigrants to Australia back in those days uh, would have would have done the same. But this is not just the uh, standard. You, you said that before. This was this is the special. This one, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. This one's got all the bling on it. Uh, it's a bit of a copy from the uh, the American Chevy, of course, and a lot of the colouring, like the roof lining, uh, the upholstery in the seats, is all from America, from the '53, '54 Chevys. And we were able to get a lot of that gear from America to, uh, to build this car back to where it was. Uh, it's a two-year project and it was finished in March of uh, this year. And, of course, then we've had COVID and, and rain and uh, now it's just uh, our pleasure to show it as a family heirloom. Beautiful. Yeah, it is a beautiful car, I must say, Mike, and you've done a magnificent job restoring it. Well, can I just ask a quick question? So when you, you, you stored it in the garage, you said, for a reasonable amount of time, what sort of condition, when you did the full restore, what was it in when you, when you put it back out of the shed? Uh, we're fairly fortunate because uh, my father, when he had the car, if it rained and he took it home, he would wipe it down. So there was very limited body work that we had to do. Uh, but regardless of that, yeah, it had deteriorated from just sitting, even though it had a cover on it. Um, uh, and then when we actually did the restore, we, we stripped it down to absolutely every nut, bolt. There wasn't a scrap of paint on it. And the underneath of this vehicle is exactly the same as the as the top. Yeah, amazing vehicle. It is beautiful. And we'll get some, we'll get, if you're watching this, if you're listening to the podcast, I urge you to go back and watch the video because the, um, the car is absolutely magnificent. Mike, look, thanks for joining us on the podcast here. It's re- And thank you for sharing your story. It's a great story. And, um, yeah, look, I mean, it's a magnificent job and we really appreciate you bringing out the car today as well the weather's not the best and i'm sure this car hasn't been wet for 40 odd years old that's, assume that's right yeah and it's our pleasure because it's not just our family and we want to share this it's an australian icon and when we had the opportunity to come back to uh, to city motors which has still got the uh, transfer under the bonnet here um it was just a wonderful time for us so personally it's very emotional no thanks mike thanks for joining us and thanks for coming on thank you Okay, we've got our first guest here today with us, and uh, thanks for joining us. We've got John Nolan, and right down at the end of the table, we've got Robert Bailey from the EH Holden Owners Club. Thanks for joining us, guys. Not a problem. Thanks for the invite. No, th- th- thank- thanks-, thanks very much, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here. Guys, firstly, we'll, we'll get stuck into you, John, because I'm-, I'm pretty curious about-, about your car. I have to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever seen a black EH before, so it's not in the flesh anyway. So tell us a little bit about that. That car is pretty special to, to a lot of people that are walking around today. I urge them to come and have a look at that car up close. It's right in front of us, to the left slightly, right in front of uh, Happy's Ute. Next so, to the Pontiac. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, NASCO, uh, what was the purpose of that division, John? 
Uh, so NASCO was the national automotive uh, company and what they did is like when you bought a car today, the salesman would say, gee, you need um, some mud flaps on that thing, you need, um, you know, paint protected, etc. So what Holden did is they manufactured uh, a lot of those motor vehicles and then the way to make it a bit different and to uh, customise it was to to sell you NASCO accessories. So there was a there was a book of accessories you could put on and, and that car out there has got pretty much every accessory that you could get except for a taxi rail and also a tow bar. Um, so it was, a, it was a way to upsell the vehicle and that the, the dealer could also make some more profit on, on the car. Yeah, okay. So tell us a little bit about that car. How many of those EH Holdens were, were built and in particular, how many of them are, are manual premiers? Yeah, so that one is a, um, a factory black manual premier sedan. So when Holden made premiers, they were the luxury model. Mm -hmm. So they, they pretty much put a, an auto behind it because why would you want to have a luxury model car and change your own gears? But with the, the S4 being raced um, and the 179 coming out, they, um, they put a manual gearbox in there. And there were people, like the, the, uh, the gentleman who first owned that car, who was a farmer, they liked changing gears, and so they, they did make a limited run of manual premiums. That one's built 446. There's probably about 800 that were produced in the sedans, a uh, lower number in, in the wagons, and obviously you know, the u utilities and, and uh, the panel vans. But, so to have a factory black with a horrible red interior was uh, was something quite rare. Normally, black was reserved for taxis, or government cars, or even um, the clergy had had them. So yeah, that that one's a quite a rare car. Yeah, okay. Tell us, you, you indicate that's a Pagewood car. Uh, where were these manufactured? So Holden uh, had this plan to uh, manufacture cars in every state of Australia. We uh, we actually assembled cars here in West Australia, um, down just uh, from Cottesloe. Uh, Ford also did did one, so the old brewery uh, is where Ford built theirs. Unfortunately, the Holden plant is now gone. I own a college is there, so Pagewood was a Sydney-based car, and that's where they did a lot of the um, the premiers and, and and coupes. Brisbane also assembled cars. They were the only state of Australia to actually make um, those Gemini's, which I see a few Gemini's here today. So Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, and Perth. Yeah, amazing. A lot of people probably didn't know that, but yeah, a lot of Holdens were built here in Western Australia. And in fact, a number of cars that are here today, I've read through all the stories, a number of cars that are actually here today were built in Western Australia. So that's an amazing achievement. Look, look, I mean, you know, back in the day, we were manufacturing cars here. It's an amazing story, really, when you think about it. Oh, absolutely. And we built them up to the HQ. So 1974 mm. is when they closed the plant, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So, John, tell us, we're at the side of City Motors. How many dealers were in Perth during that, that sort of EH period? There were four major dealers. There was City Motors uh, in Stirling Street and also in Scarborough Beach Road. You had uh, Young's, you had Shacks and uh, the now defunct... Um, gee, I've forgotten it, but uh, there, was, there was one down where the, uh, the Hilton Hotel is, is, is now. So. At, uh, and then there was multiple... Atwood Motors. Yeah, yeah. No, Atwood, Atwood were a distributor. Oh, OK. So, was um, it Sydney Atkins? Yeah, Sydney Atkins. Oh, there you go. Got it. See, I tested him out on that. So, yeah, so Thank Sydney you. Atkins was the major one. So Sydney Atkins received the first Holdens back in 1948. They received six. 
Brands banking 48215s, all in black. And um, so they were our major dealer. And then, and say, City Motors followed as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, amazing. And look, thank you very much for bringing that car. And as I said, I urge everyone out there, go and have a look at it. It's a magnificent car. You've put the, uh, the basically, the, you've uh, replicated it. If it was for sale in the yard, uh, you've done a really magnificent job on that car. And, it's, uh, it's, and I really appreciate you bringing it. Before you turn the microphone on, you actually mentioned this is the third time it's ever been wet. So, yes. So you, so you're very fortunate. Um, and uh, yeah. So it is got a for sale sign on it, but sorry, it's not for sale it's for that value. <laughs> or, or you've got to have Australian pounds. Yeah, it's not. But no, listen. Um, a, a great event. Thank you very much for the invite. Uh, yes, yeah, sad to see uh, we don't manufacture vehicles in Australia anymore, but it's just a sign of the time. And I hope this becomes a popular event and an annual event. Yeah, yeah, no, most certainly, most certainly. Hey, look, hang around for a bit, because now we're going to switch over to Rob down the end of the table there. Rob, I know you're the president, the El Presidente of the EH Holding Club. Tell us, you've got a... Actually, first, before you get stuck into that, 30 years, that's a, an amazing achievement for a, any car club these days to have a committee running for, you know, different variations of committees. So I take my hat off. Congratulations for that. Yeah, thanks Thanks very much, Nick. Yeah, we uh, celebrated at our 30th year back in November. Um, and we also invited past club members that were uh, members in those early days back in the 1990s. Uh, so we had a couple of faces that came along and told us a few stories about what had taken place in the club way back then. But um, yeah, 30 years is an achievement uh, and it's people like John that have been there pretty well from the day one that have kept the club going. Uh, we, um, our membership base ranges from 55 to sort of 65 members every year. Um, yeah, and, and it's become a great social occasion for us and uh, yeah, I, I'm for one not fully aware of everything relating to cars but I love old cars and uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy my role as the president within the club. Yeah. Just tell us a little bit about, you've got an event coming up uh, shortly, at which I will be there as well. I don't know if the rest of the boys are attending, but it's the the sunset at Hearn Hill. Um, I'm going to be coming along to that. Our radio station, 88.5 FM, they'll be coming along to that as well. So tell us a little bit about that. That's Saturday the 2nd of January 2021, 4pm to 7.30pm. Uh, at the Swan Athletic Club in McDonald Street, Hearn Hill. Yeah, a little bit of history regarding that, Nick. Um, we're into our third year, which will be in January the 2nd, um, and it started off, you know, 70, 80 cars last, or this year, earlier this year, we had uh, considerably more. And, and the idea being is, it's a, it's, look, it's a really casual event. You come up, it's in an ideal location that the Swan Athletic uh, Club and as you said, 4 o'clock till 7.30, it's the licensed premises. Um, you can have a beer and, and, and also too, one of the advantages is that you can come and go as you like, um, uh, which we've arranged with insurances. So you're more than welcome to come, have and enjoy a couple of hours and you can take off. But uh, also um, we will be donating, you know, part proceeds will go to Telethon um, and that's the way we will mostly remove in the future. And we have to cover our, some of our costs, um, but it's an enjoyable afternoon. Uh, also, too, our thanks to Shannon's who, and James McDonald, uh, who's also one of our sponsorship partners for the event. 
and um, what will happen is the, the first 50 cars that come through the gate, they will be given a prize, of a, uh, a prize um, and everyone will go into the major draw at 7 o'clock and we've had some terrific sponsors come on board. I won't mention them all today. Um, I've mostly picked one of the hardest years to get sponsorship dollars but um, all the companies have come on board and we're looking forward to yeah, just a relaxing afternoon on the 2nd of January uh, and as and I said 88.5 will be there um, in some form either music or having some talk back or whatever but no thanks very much Nick. No, no, we're, really, we, we're looking forward to it. Now, just to be clear, that car, that show is open to all, all, all makes and models pre-81? We, we, we've turned it around and said anything on wheels. I think uh, last year we had a, even a golf buggy turn up uh, with four blokes sitting in it. And, and actually we had a Mini which would have had about five guys in it. So, um, yeah, look, anything on wheels, uh, you just come along and uh, enjoy, you said, listen to some music, have a look at some cars and an ideal location. And our thanks also to the Swan Athletic Club. Yeah, no, they, they do a number of car shows down there and it's uh, hats off to them as well. Now, Rob, before you go... I know a lot of people out there would be interested in uh, C4C concessions for classics. I know you got here written in your notes are waiting, but can you, you, you guys are a Department of Transport approved motoring club, so your members will be eligible for that concession when that rolls out in the new year. Yes, most definitely. And uh, at this stage, we're sort of waiting for things, obviously, to legislation selection in the early part of next year. And I'd say those um, things have been put back a bit, obviously, with the COVID-19 situation. But um, look, we are a member of the you know, Transport Approving Motorised Club. But um, and we've had a slight increase in inquiry of people who want to come on board and join the club. And uh, you know, we welcome anyone who wants to come along and join the club um, and participate. Um, and I think, too, what may happen is um, people will come on board and, and we'd like you to come along to events and uh, participate and become an active member uh, and hopefully that will come with uh, the C4C when it does get passed and uh, it will bring cars will be out on the road more because it's cheaper to keep them on the road but until everything gets passed that's when we will set some guidelines within the club but we will welcome anybody who comes along and as you said previously our event in January is open to any brand, model, car, anything. Yeah, thanks Nick. Now Rob, um, just before you go, uh, is there a, a website that people can and check this out? Yeah, well, we have a Facebook page um, which is Sunset at Hearn Hill Car Show. So if you just search that up, it'll come up with our, uh, our Facebook page. And also on the uh, ehcarclubwa.org.au um, is a bit of a flyer which basically promotes the show. But during the course of today, I will be putting some flyers out on some of the cars. And once again, thanks to Shannon's 88.5 uh, for letting us here be here today. No, th and Rob, look, we appreciate you coming and John bringing your car as well. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And, uh, yep, yeah, take care. And um, we look forward to seeing you on the second. Thank you very much. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Simon. Thanks. Yep, thank you. If you know someone who spent 15 minutes writing their wedding speech, 20 minutes naming their firstborn child, but spent three months choosing the perfect colour for their skyline, get them a Christmas gift they'll really love from Auto One, like car seat covers from $39.95 a pair, a Navman dash cam $129, save $40, or a King Chrome 10-piece screwdriver set just $39.95.
101. Terms and conditions apply. See in store for details. Hey, welcome along to uh, Shannon's Gone But Not Forgotten. Uh, yeah, you know, when you wander around here and have a look at the wide variety of vehicles that, uh, that Holden produced and General Motors have produced over the years, it's hard to find a real standout, but sometimes something just jumps at you and says, have a look at me. The, uh, the Walkinshaw Commodore is, uh, is a car one might consider would be fairly divisive at its time. Of course, uh, we saw the end of the Peter Brock HDT era, and then we saw the beginning of the Walkinshaw HSV era, and this was, uh, this was one of them. Uh, sorry, sir, it was Craig, wasn't it? Craig, what is it about the Walkinshaw Commodore that uh, attracted you to them? I guess it's just the, uh, the, I guess the outrageous body kit and the fact that it's a Group A Bathurst winning car. Was it one of those cars for you that you uh, that you always wanted to have? Yeah, definitely. As soon as I saw one, I always wanted one. And uh, yeah, so 14 years ago, I grabbed it and it's never been sold. The one that we're looking at uh, it just in front of the Shannon's tent, it's got walkie on the plates. Pretty unique in its uh, in its own right. It, you, you're saying on there it's a, it's a one of one. It is. It was a special order car for the uh, owner of the company that did marketing and merchandising for HSB back in 87, 88. And they did all the trade stands and that sort of stuff. So uh, he ended up getting on with a bit more fruit on it. Nice. And what is some of that fruit that's on the car? Uh, it's got factory leather interior, sunroof, um, the filled-in C-pillar mould, so uh, along with rear headrest, those sort of things that the walkie didn't get. Is this a car that you uh, you take out and you like to drive around and uh, and show it off? Yeah, it, it's. I don't have a problem with driving it. The kilometre's about 90,000, but that doesn't bother me. I didn't buy it to keep it in the garage. So, yeah, take it out for days like today and, and try and meet other people with, with similar interests. It's a beautiful car. And uh, now you say you're also, uh, uh, you manage a, a Walkinshaw website. So what it's like a, like a gathering for people that like the just the Walkinshaw VLs or for HSV uh, in general? How does that work? Yeah, I started it. 2002 um, at net's the website and from there it was just building on to people like-minded people who had walkies and it's become an Australia-wide thing. We're now on Facebook um, and we, you know, 2007 we had 15 walkies, general walkies in a cruise and so next year we're going to try and beat at that again and, and, and get another cruise going with hopefully more than 15. Nice. Is this a car that, uh, that you know, will be a keeper and one day you'll have kids and palm it off or, you know, if somebody come along waving the right amount of notes at you, it would go? No, it's already left in the will to my to my son, my youngest one. So yeah, it's all it's all his. It's it's going to be handed down in the family. Well, I hope he enjoys it as much as uh, I enjoy looking at it. It's a beautiful car. Thank you for bringing it along. Thanks for that, Richie. We really appreciate that. That's a beauty. That one out there. That that uh, walkie. Some of my favourites walking shores. Hey, I've got. Another guest with us. He's actually a listener of the podcast. So thanks for joining us, Con. No worries, mate. Con, tell us. We can see your HJ Monaro. HJ. HJ. Yeah, yeah. I got that right. Jeez. Uh, HJ Monaro. It's up there. Tell us. You've had that for quite a while. Ever since I've known you, you've had that. So tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, I've had that 17 years. I bought it off uh, another mate, Carlo. He's got the 454 HQ, silver one. So. I had a yellow one, a 350 GDS, years ago, and I sold it. And of course, when the when they weren't really worth a ton of money, but um, I swore I'd get another coupe, and I did. I've had this one 17 years. It's, you know, what well, the HJs is 337 LS that were built, 
This one's actually one of 81 six cylinders, 202 high compression engine uh, Salisbury diff, and it was a trimatic. It's now 308 turbo 400, just a mild 308, and um, nine inch diff, three nine gears. It's still not too bad on the juice, but yeah, it's getting there. So it's fairly straight. It's one of 81 six cylinders. Originally it was a 202, as I said, mm. but um, it's a dry car, no rust on the chassis, originally from South Australia. So yeah, it's not a bad car, original colour. Did you do the engine change yourself? I did the engine change. I had a 253 in it, and I got that ripped out, which I knew it needed attention when I bought it. That was The owner was upfront about that. And I just decided I oh, well, might as well put a five liter in it instead mm. of redoing a two five three. Yep. Just mild, bit of head work, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, how long ago did you then do that, or how long have you had that? So before? I've had the car nearly seventeen years, so it's been about two years since I changed everything. Yeah. I had the nine inch from a one tonner I was going to do up, and then found there was way too much rust in it, so I just got. Um, the boys at Final Drive to do the diff to suit coupe. And that yep. was it. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful car. And I know you take your family out. You've got two kids, wife and two kids. You get out with yeah, it quite, yeah. quite they often. They like coming out in it. They uh, do, don't mostly they? Mostly my daughter, believe it or not. I think she's claimed it over my son. So, <laughs> yeah, she's the rev head. Oh, he's, that's awesome. He's, he's, uh, he's into study. She's into cars. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. I know you get it out. I know we go cruising sometimes together, so yeah, yeah, yeah. really enjoy your company, uh, Con. I, I just think it's good to take them out. If you've got them, you might as well enjoy them, you know? Yeah, yeah, most yeah. certainly, yep. Yeah. Hey, Con, look, thanks for joining us on the podcast here. Thanks for coming in, and thanks for bringing your car uh, no out worries. here today. Uh, it's up, up on the top. If you're um, looking from the road uh, on the right, uh, you'll see it up there, a red H, HJ Monaro. Beautiful no car, nice no example. Thanks for having us. No problems, Con. Enjoy Thanks. the rest of the day, mate. We will. No Happy worries. Man. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Alan, I'm Todd from Talking Power Podcast. We're here for the Gone But for Not Gone But Not Forgotten tribute to the Holdens, and uh, we've been told to move over. So hang on, we, that go that way. Go stand in front of your car. I mean, <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about the car behind us here. Well, we knew Phil Money, which was uh, he, it was a previous owner to us, yeah. um, and he had it up for sale. Uh, I don't know whether he fell on bad times or not, but anyway, uh, I decided we, we wanted it. Yep. And because it's so unique, it's body number 19, which is the second oldest known Holden. That is pretty special. Uh, so it is pretty special. Yeah. It's, it's unrestored. Oh, well, uh, yeah. It's never been restored. It has been repainted. Uh, apparently, the, um, the the dealer from um, Casterton in Victoria, he uh, uh, he, I'm not sure whether he gave it or he sold it to his niece. When she got it, she didn't like the colour, so she painted it green. Oh. And, and when he got it back, he was so horrified to think that number 19. Yeah, you know, this very unique car yeah. was uh, in this car. So he had to paint it back. So it's been painted, but there's nothing else been done to the car. You know, it's got the original engine, gearbox, diff, you, yeah. you, you name it. So it's never, ever going to be a show car, but it is what it is. I reckon it looks pretty special myself, though. Like, let's be honest. That is looking pretty yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. and to me, it 
putting on a show. Come yeah, on, let's be honest. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like the car, you know, yeah. because it's so unique. And being number 19, it is something, something yeah. really special. Yeah. So does it drive well for its age, does it? Still, uh, well, it still does. trundles along and yeah, everything else? Yeah, so. it still goes all right. Um, uh, it's got uh, the rag tyres on at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's not the best of drive. Well, yeah, it's not like uh, like a modern Commodore or anything, yeah. but it does drive quite good. Oh, excellent. So, yeah. Well, no, thank you for bringing it on today. It's really nice to see. And, uh, yeah, hope you can enjoy the rest of your day out with this. And... Uh, yeah, well, thanks, thanks very much. Thanks very much for Shannon's for yeah, no worries. The show. <laughs> All right, thanks. Very good. I'm here with uh, Rod. How you going, yep. Rod? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. So, um, apparently you own what a two F FJs. Am I yeah, right? FJ panel van and uh, FJ U. Oh, very right nice. Oh, right, and um, you've had them for a very long time, I understand. Had the panel van for 44 years and the Ute uh, since 19 2001. So that's 19 years. Wow, so, and both original I'm taking it, like, you know? Yeah, they were both original when I bought them, and uh, they've been restored to original. Oh, okay, yeah, very 100% nice. 100% original. Oh, well, excellent. So, uh, I mean, I guess it's a bit of a shame that, you know, gone but not forgotten, end of an era for the Holdens, but, uh, look, it's good to see stuff like this still exists and is out and about, so we appreciate you bringing it down. Yeah. But uh, anything else in the collection you have at home besides the FJs, or? Oh, no, only a Lambretta 1950. Lambretta. Oh, very nice. Motor scooter that I'm restoring with my grandson, so uh, it's just a just a bit of a hobby, oh, hobby thing. But, yeah, uh, excellent. So, and uh, much much other history on the FJs, like since you've owned them, like you know, are they um, certain build numbers or anything like that that you know of, or no, uh, the the panel van uh, is uh, one of the rarest uh, FJ panel vans because it's known as a butcher's baker's van. It was only uh, 1100. And 20 or something made and uh, they were they, they're very very hard to find these days and um, I was lucky enough to get mine from the original owner both of them I got from the original owner so I'm the second owner of both of them which is pretty unusual these days and I think the most important thing is uh, I've got the history on both cars the complete history so oh, wow. and, and, and a lot of chaps don't have that you know and I, th I think it goes a long way if you own a car to, to know its history. Yeah, it comes in really handy. So, yeah, yeah. I, so I think the last butchers or panel, the panel vans you call them, I saw one with Peter's ice cream on the side of one back in the day. Yeah. yeah very, yeah. very long time ago, but yeah. Peter's I mean, ice cream or yeah. Tolkien's Bakeries, who used to be just up the road here, about 300, 400 metres from here, they had uh, lots of, lots of um, FJ panel oh, vans. There you go. So, yeah. so. No. So they probably came from City Motors. Yeah, they probably did. Well, excellent to see them out today. Thank you for bringing them out again. And uh, again, this will be on the uh, Shannon's Insurance website. And uh, because race car and talk for power, mm. and we can see more information about your cars and hear a bit more about them and yeah, oh, things been, like that. It's been a great day, and I yeah. think it's a credit to Shannon's for putting this on. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's a great, it's been a great pretty day. impressive turnout. And yeah. for the fact they did it in about six weeks, we've got to remember that. Yeah from concept to everyone being here so no, it's been a great day out so yeah. the only thing you've got to look at is the chap that was in charge of weather i'd sack him <laughs> yeah well you know it is december and hey we're, <laughs> yeah, we're wandering around and yeah. it's, it's a bit wet but hey that turned out good yeah anyway thank you for your time today okay right, thanks see ya thank bye you. 
If you know someone who spent 15 minutes writing their wedding speech, 20 minutes naming their firstborn child, but spent three months choosing the perfect colour for their skyline, get them a Christmas gift they'll really love from Auto One. Like car seat covers from $39.95 a pair, a Navman dash cam $129 save $40, or an Armour All Essentials Value Pack club member price just $19.95. Auto One. Terms and conditions apply. See in store for details. Okay, we have another guest up here. She's I managed to get her up. I said, come up, come up here, Anna. And she said, no, nah, I'd rather not. I'm a bit shy, but I think she's, <laughs> she's changed her mind. So thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm joined by Anna Crepan. I hope I said your surname correctly there. Absolutely perfect. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hey, Anna, tell us. Yours is an interesting story. I'm looking at your car right now. It's the yellow... Uh, v B. VB. I was about to say VC. Lucky yes. you corrected me there. VB Commodore. Yes. Now tell us, you've had that car since she was my first car. First car from seventeen years old. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was my first car from seventeen. She was a basically a rust bucket blowing smoke. Like, and I wanted to get it painted straight away to make it look great. And Dad's like, really? You want her sitting on the side of the road with a engine that's blown up and she's got a paint, great paint job maybe you should put that money towards the engine so I got the engine rebuilt and yeah but slowly built it from the ground up beautiful car I must say um, you've so I don't want to work out your age but how long have you had the car for I've then? had the car for 27 years 27 years so that's back in the day that was probably not that difficult to find VB but these days I'll tell you what very, yeah. very, yeah, yeah, rare. Yeah, yeah, it's one of only, probably, I think there's only one other VB here, actually, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you put the body kit on, how many I, years ago was that? Um, that was actually re- the most recent thing I've put onto it. Um, the, yeah, the body kit was just put on uh, a year ago, actually. Um, yeah. But the rest of the stuff was being done about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, basically had the engine rebuilt, lowered her mags. Um, the tent that had the whole interior redone, the, all upholstery's redone inside, like new. Um, yeah, she's basically yeah my my baby pride yeah. and joy. Yep. So what? Back in the day, twenty seven years ago, what, yep. what what made you go out and get a? What was it so, that was so <laughs> special about the VB? Um, when I was six, mum and dad had always had like that had the premiere of the Kingswoods, and I was in obviously in a Holden family, and then they went out and bought the VB Commodore as a brand new car, and they came home with this bright red shiny car, and I said to dad, I want one of these when I get older, and he said, Well, if you save your pennies, you might get one, and I was only seven, six, seven at that time, and yeah. When I turned 17, I made that dream come true. Um, but yeah, it was mum, basically mum and dad buying the the red, and that, that I think at that time they were like ten thousand dollars brand new. It's a lot of money. It's a yeah, lot of money back it was in 19, back then. Yeah. 1980. That was a huge amount of money. Yeah. Really, that's so, kind of like sixty-five thousand dollars in was. today's money. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just yeah, to me the car, I just bonded with that car really well, and I loved the car. And ever since then, I said to mum and dad, as soon as I can get a car, I'm getting a VB Commodore. Don't you think it's funny that cars that your parents buy in the day when you're young they do have a tendency to influence 
yourself, don't they? Because yes, that, yeah. I, I have a similar experience myself. So, but yeah, I, it's that's why I needed to just delve a little bit further to find out what what made that car so special for you to go out and yes. get. And it's you know, so nothing to do with with uh, also Peter, Peter Brock. Or it is also, um, but it is also to do with it being the first Holden Commodore yeah. that came out. Yeah. And yeah, I sort of. Um, bit the bullet and this year decided if I had the first, I'd best get the last. So I went out just recently and purchased the 2017 VF Series wow. 2. Yeah, okay. So that I have now have the first and the last yeah, built yeah. in Australia. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's great to <laughs> so, see. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, um, the VF as well. You've got a... Is it a the, v- v- the VF isn't here today. Okay, but um, you've got a VE over yes, there as well? Yes, I've got a VE, yes. Uh, she was bought actually from City Motors. Um, yeah, she's just, as soon as I worked for North City Holden and yeah, I, when they were released and as soon as they were released, they were the biggest hit, like everyone loved them. It wasn't a car that had to grow on people. It yeah. was just, yeah, so I, I wanted one of them. So as soon as I could afford to get one, mm. I uh, come down to City Motors and yeah, I spotted the red one and she was actually a demo drive car here for yeah, one okay. of the workers. Yep. And yeah, I ended up getting her bring her home and yeah so and she's been in the family ever since and they always will be a lady asked me the other day actually because i went around and had pictures taken at holden dealerships with the cars like most people and um she said to me when she saw the yellow one she said are you trading that and i said to her no it would be following my hearst <laughs> we, look, I mean, I, yeah, I think a lot, a lot of people are of the same inclination Absolutely. here today as well. We've Definitely. spoken with a couple of people off air as well, and uh, it's amazing that some people, it's their first car, or they, it's, or they buy it brand new, and that their tendency is to keep it in the family forever. So I take my hat off to you, and I think that's a amazing. Uh, Beautiful car, both of them are. Yep. And uh, yeah, look, thanks for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate Thank coming you. up here as well and joining us. I know you're a bit nervous, but I hopefully yeah, you've, no, you've broken I'm good. through Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, you, you relaxed me very well. Thank you. <laughs> yes, very well. No, no worries, Anna. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming out today. And thanks to you guys, Shannon, for putting on the show. Very much appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't let a manufacturer like that go out without a some sort of send-off. Yeah, so that's right. So I just want to say thanks to you guys. No worries. Thanks, Anna. Take care. I'm joined now by another guest here. We've got on the at the table here, we've got uh, Lee Watson from Beat the Heat. Thanks for joining us, Lee. Yeah, thanks very much for inviting us. Lee, tell us Tango... Well, Tango, Tango 5, is Tango that correct? Five. That's Tango 5. That's not just an ordinary VF Commodore. That is, tell us, that, that is... That is the world's first 100% VF Commodore. Yep, yep. So that was produced, that was built as, correct me if I'm wrong, as a prototype? It is a prototype. So we also have Tango 4, which in, essentially is half a VE, half a VF. Yep. We took them both over to Lang Lang roughly 18 months ago, where test drivers and such verified the stock numbers, and we're quite excited to see the car back, because it was actually the one that he drove. Yeah, okay, all right. So tell us, um, Mike, your fearless leader, Mike Pearson, can't be here today, unfortunately. Um, he's having he's had some surgery done. He has a knee replacement. Knee replacement, so he's not able to make it. But you pilot Tango 5? Uh, I have done. I, um, at this stage, am piloting our GDA, Pontiac GDA. Um, but I drove this car right when we went to Victoria. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a big road trip as well. I followed you guys on uh, on Facebook. Tell us a little bit about that road trip with that with 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 the cars. So we we essentially decided that we would take both VFs. Uh, because we knew we were going to Lang Lang and we sort of wanted to get a bit of a history in relation to both cars. Uh, but we went across to support our counterparts in Victoria who uh, have a chapter of Beat the Heat, heat there, which uh, is not quite as large as ours. But um, So we we did a road trip across. We completed an event at a place called Warwick Nabil. Uh, we went down to Lang Lang, did some laps uh, at the testing track in one of their new uh, Commodores. Uh, went to Quarter Park, did some, uh, some laps at Quarter Park and eventually came home via the Barossa Valley. Yeah, yeah. It's a great initiative what Beat the Heat does. So tell us, just give us a brief on Beat the Heat and the, the crew of guys. There's a big group, crew of guys, a number of cars in the, in the team now. G- just give us a rundown on Beat the Heat, what right, you guys so actually do. Essentially, uh, the Beat the Heat chapter here in Western Australia came about after the commissioner at the time closed the road safety section. Mm-hmm. Uh, early 90s we developed a police drag racing team with the idea to promote drag racing as a safety thing in if you want to come down and race your car you come down at that stage Ravenswood and race your car you had the ability to, to race the car um, and then depending on that so the, the commissioner of the time closed the road, sa- road, road safety section down which essentially then closed down the, the race team uh, Mike Pearson, who was currently at the road safety section at that time, decided that the, the program was a, a good idea and we sort of proceeded to get permission from the US, which is where Beat the Heat um, initially started. We uh, started our chapter here and away we went. And yeah. essentially we have just grown from a, a one-car field because we have uh, the original VT Manta, five-litre. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sits up at the Whiteman Park Museum to now we currently have five cars. Yeah, yeah. And totally self-funded, not not funded by any other, um, you know, it basically car was donated? The car, every car we have is donated by GM, which uh, goes back to the original statesman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've never purchased a car. Uh, the police force, police department, never fought one cent, mm. ever. So self-funded by the people that have promoted on the car. Yep. Um, and the police policemen and the, the civil servants and the members of the public that are part of the time. Yeah. So we have a, a we have three four serving policemen uh, a couple of ex-civil servants I work for the police department um, in a non-law enforcement role and then we have a couple of people that are just generally interested in, in road safety. Yeah, yeah. It's a magnificent job that you guys do and we always see the cars down there. The other thing as well like po- probably people think it's it's, you're running that one in street? Super street. Yeah. So, dial your own handicap. Um, reaction times are critical. Not easy to beat you guys. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah, look, we're easy to beat, trust yeah, me. I, well, I know, I, I know a couple of super streeters have had a, a, t- a seat time as well. I know John Sabo <laughs> as well. Had Johnny Sabo, yeah. Yep. He's had a bit of seat time and yeah, he's he no slouch on, on the tree. No, Johnny. No. And Johnny is a wonderful bloke who helped uh, sort out the rear end of our Pontiac. Yep. So it'll actually get down the track now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know, I know sometimes the Tango cars go, go rounds and it's, it's great to see the, that the initiative as well and, and what the guys, you guys, volunteers, of course, the, the amount of work that you guys do, I think it's a, it's a credit to you guys and it's, uh, it's greatly appreciated um, in lifting the profile of drag racing. Thanks very much. Thanks for coming on, Lee. Thanks for that. Thank you.
If you know someone who can't remember their anniversary or their kid's birthday, but remembers the exact eight-digit part number for a V and Commodore oil filter, get them a Christmas gift they'll really love from Auto One, like Katana power tool kits from one ninety nine. 12-volt VacAttack portable vacuum, $39.95, save 30. And a Meguiar's Complete Shine Collector's Kit Bucket, just $59.95. Auto One. Terms and conditions apply. See in store for details. Whether the, uh, whether the Holden story is uh, old or new, there is always a story behind people and their car and their passion. Brendan, your, uh, your HSV, I can tell by the grin on your face that uh, you know, this is something that you've got a real deep attachment to. Yeah, this one I was chasing for a little while. Um, took me a while to get it, but pretty happy I've got it now, you know, especially with the value of them going up mm. as they are at the moment. But um, it's a pretty wild little car. Definitely the fastest well, well, tell us, tell us about it then. What, what's so wild about it? Well, from factory, they're a supercharged six-two, which is you know pretty, pretty stout for a um, you know out of the showroom sort of car. But I bought this one with a bit of work done to it already, so I'd been out at Active Automotive and had had a fair bit of engine work done. So it makes north of 600 horsepower at the wheels at the moment, which is more than enough for well most people really. But for a street car, it's it's uh, pretty stout. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Is it, a, uh, is it a regular driver? No, this one, not really, no. It sits in the shed. I've got a, you know, I've got a daily driver anyway, so I'm not too phased. This one comes out for shows and the odd cruise every now and again. And not because I'm trying to keep the K's low on it, but trying to look after it a bit. So um, get it out when I can, but it's not dead. Yeah, not a daily driver or anything like that. Yeah. The, uh, what is it, a, a, a VF, VF yeah. you know, and, uh, and being in the GDS, it's, it's up there. There's not too many of these around. Yeah, you're definitely seeing less of them on the road, um, and I think people, you know, keep them in the garage now, given the price of them just going through the roof. So, um, yeah, I mean, my favourite, to be honest, is a Series One. I, I'm not a massive fan of when they start putting, you know, plastic all over the bonnet and that sort of thing. So, the Series One's pretty basic looking, but I think it's a pretty good looking car. <laughs> I think they're. they're they're a tough looking car they look like they're doing a million mile an hour you know with the the big wheels the big brakes the yellow calipers they do they do have a certain presence about them on the street have you always been uh you know a hsv guy was it hsv first holden second or vice versa well no holden first so i've got a i've got a hz as well which is my first car i've still got it um the old man always wanted hsvs and growing up you know we'd see him you know, someone's old, old man would bring one to school, pick the kids up in and always loved them. Dad always loved them. So he ended up getting the HSV before I did. And then just before, uh, he, he sort of sold it. The situation changed a bit. And I was like, oh, you know, I've really wanted one. <laughs> I don't want to one-up him, but um, ended up ended up picking this up about a year after he got rid of his. So, yeah, we've had two, two HSVs in the family now. and Yeah. yeah um, but definitely, definitely holding first, yeah, for sure. Yep. The, uh, the HSV logo is, I just want one. Well, you've just got one. Would you get rid of it? Nah, to be honest, even with the price going up, not really. I mean, I'm a shocker at selling things anyway. I can't sell anything. So it'd have to be like extreme circumstances for me to even think about selling, even if someone, you know, put money on the table. I've got no, no need to sell it. I might as well hold on to it and enjoy it. So you, you might not get another one. So yeah, nah, no, no rush, no need. So I'll, I'll hold on to it. We uh, we've been talking a lot today about uh, about people's special memories uh, attached to cars, and whether it's this particular car or whether it's another one. 
Have you got a particular memory that's attached to a car? Yeah, I've got a few of the HZ, but I've got, I got one with this. So I'd been looking for a while, was, you know, I was half serious about buying, but I wasn't in a position to be able to buy one. So I was toying with the dealers for a while because I knew there was a few for sale. So I'd hit them up every couple of weeks and see if they were going to drop their price, that sort of thing. Ended up seeing, because I was working away, ended up seeing this one while I was away. Called the dealership up about it and um, they pretty much, so it was a manual, had a sunroof, all the things I was actually looking for and it was in black. So I'd, I hadn't seen the car in person, I saw photos of it. And I think, you know, within the space of a week when I was away, I had him drop it off to me the day after I flew back when I was actually in Perth at the office. So one of the guys that races radial now, Jared, was actually the one that, you know, drove it out and dropped it out to me. So I remember the day, well, the night leading up to the car getting dropped off, I don't think I slept at all. And then I think Jared rocked up about 10 in the morning. So the whole morning before that was a complete write-off because I was that, you know, that excited about seeing it. Got outside early and I was trying to listen out to see if I could hear it coming. So when it actually rocked up the road, it was just unreal. Like, yeah, super excited. Mate, I can see, you, you know, you've got a grin a mile wide just looking and talking about your car. Your jaw must just about drop off when you're driving it. You know, does it bring that, oh, I don't know, does it make you man drive it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's definitely a ride, that's for sure. I mean... You can't drive it hard, so you know it gets putted around most of the time. But we've had it out at the the airport track now that's back open, and gave it a good good flog in there, which was good because he actually got to drive it, you know, drive it properly. And I've had it down the Quinana a couple of times for a bit of a hit. So when you can actually drive it, it it's pretty impressive. Um, by no means is it you know ridiculous compared to some of the cars getting around, but for a street car, pretty much off the showroom floor, you can't really complain. It's it's pretty <laughs> pretty un- unreal. Yeah. 600 at the wheels for a street car, I certainly wouldn't complain about that. Brendan, it's a beautiful uh, car, and thank you for sharing your story with us. Thanks, Richie. My favourite stories that have emotion and everything else attached to it is uh, attached to this black one tonner right in front of us. Happy, come over here. <laughs> First of all, mate, still looks magnificent after how many years since you've uh, bought the car and showed it off? Uh, it's been finished for three and a half years now. You uh, like to get out and drive this at every possible opportunity? Yeah, it gets driven enough, I would say, but it's got an issue at the moment. It blew the gearbox up, so it got tilt trade here. So we'll fix it before motivation and uh, should be ready to rock and roll there. Mate, how did this car all, uh, all come about for you? Um, the old story, it was just getting a... 434, get a quick clean-up and evolved into nine years of hell. And then, uh, yeah, came out a lot different to how it's meant to be, but it's, yeah, it evolved from a street car driving down gravel roads to a lovely little show car that, um, yeah, got to love it to keep working on it. You do indeed. The the story of you and taking this car to Summonats, you know, three years ago or whatever, is a story that really does need to be told. Tell us about it. Um, well, my dad and I built the car over many years, and um, he did lots of the intricate stuff on there. We uh, we'd spent so many hours, and you know, just having father-son time, just enjoying life and building it in our little workshop. And then uh, he fell very sick, and the last time I got to speak to him was two days before Summonats and I knew I would never see him again and he pushed me out of his hotel, uh, hospital room and 
sent me on my way and said, you've done it all, so go. And then he passed away two days before Summonats and never found out that we won it. So You didn't just win it. What, what did you win? Uh, Grand Champion, which is the sword, which is amazing. I was going to bring it here, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Champion is the sword. Grand Champion is the best of the best. Summonats has always been the pinnacle event around the country. If you do well at Summonats, you're not the best of the best, you're the best of the best in the country. And there you are. You are the first West Australian, and right at the moment, the only West Australian to bring home a Summonats Grand Champion sword. Does that ever sink in and you think, you know, you've done something really amazing? Uh, more than I ever expected, I can tell you that much. But it's, um, I think for... The WA car scene, I think it's it was a really good one. I think there's so many cars here that need to go over there and compete. I think they've got every every shot to being up there with um, with the guys over east because a lot of people think that we're a little less over here, but we're definitely not. I think we're a little more. I really do believe that you're right there. We are a little more. What does it take to be a Summonats Grand Champion? What does it take to get that sword in your hand? Um, it definitely... You've got to pay attention to your intricate details. Like, There's a lot under the car that is deleted. So I've gone and recessed all of the cabs so there's no fuel lines, there's no anything under the car that's all recessed above the chassis and everything's hidden. Sort of less is more and more is more. So it's a, it's a funny way. And then so you get points for engineering, paint, interior... And then you've got to get into the top 60, so, and then you get to compete. So once you're in there, then you have to do your driving events. So you have to know your car, know how hard it steers and how hard it ex accelerate. And then you've got to do a slalom and a go to woe. And then those points add up and then total points wins it. And there you are. I was fortunate enough to, uh, to be on the burnout pad on that day. They, they drive out two cars yours being one of them. I'm standing there, I'm holding my breath, I've got absolutely everything crossed and I'm listening to the name be announced. What's going through your head? That I'd be stoked for any one of us to, on the pad to win it. So I was excited and then more shocked than anything, couldn't believe my number got called. So it was just the most amazing thing. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry, jump, and I think I jumped around like a little girl. <laughs> I was jumping around uh, with you as well, mate, over there. But uh, it was it was an amazing experience. And for you, the emotions, must, you know, particularly with your dad as well. I mean, was your dad sitting on your shoulder at that time? Well, the the cars that I was worried about they actually broke down in the driving event. So I think dad must have pulled off all the plugs and electricals and, and that and helped me out. But, yeah, it's, um, he was definitely there. I, he had to have been, yeah. Um, the sword pride of place in the pool room now does it and uh, you know do you sit back and crack a beer and you know say g'day dad and thanks for your help definitely do and uh, mates turn up all the time and uh, pop in there while we have a game of pool and sort of look at it and they go wow you'd never thought you'd see one and I never thought I'd hold one so everyone gets a photo with it it's actually really quite moving when you sort of let your mates get photos with it and stuff it's uh it's just a sword on a wall but it's got so much meaning with so much um, emotion attached to this vehicle, can you ever see it leaving your garage? I don't think so. I think I'd rather give it to 
someone and let them enjoy it after me, I'd, I don't think I'll ever sell it. I think it just evolve. It's got a few more upgrades to go, and we're going to put a, a heap of power in it soon. So we'll take it well up over a thousand, so a thousand horses. So then we'll start racing it and have some more fun in it, and yeah, it'll get probably pulled down and rebuilt again. Love it a lot. More projects on the go. Too many that I can deal with at the moment. So yeah. Uh, like I say, mate, there are stories, there are emotions attached to every vehicle. This one is up there and, you know, it wasn't even my car, but as a West Australian to be on that burnout pad on that day to hear your name called out and see you hold the flag, hold that sword up was one of the proudest moments of my life as well. And I was so proud for you. So congratulations, mate. And thank you. Yeah, I keep hitting that button. Thank you for bringing your, uh, your car out today and being a part of the show. No, on you, happy? Mate. Thank you. I've been a motoring enthusiast all my life. My Coupe 4 is rare and very special. A real performance car with all-wheel drive grip. I'm not a car club bloke and I don't work on it myself, but I do have a great mechanic. One day, I might even get that HQ. When it comes to insurance, it's got to be Shannon's. Shannon shares your passion. Call Shannon's on 13 46 46. Shannon's, insurance for motoring enthusiasts. Guess what guys, summer is almost here and the team at Auto One has released their Summer Savings Start Here catalogue. It's my favourite time of the year, summer. Drag racing, taking the jigsaw out and about and cruising the beach buggy down the coast. I'll need to service the bikes and cars. Well that's great Simon, it's 50% off nylon full synthetic 1040 motor oil and 20% off selected impact coolant. Well, I was thinking of getting away, and I see there's 20% off Rhino Rack combo when you buy the Rhino bag and the basket together. Oh, who has time for getting away? I'm going to freshen up some of the workshop with a new range of Impact Workshop automotive equipment. Well, before you guys go streaming into the shop, be sure to sign up for the Auto One Club membership. You can do that at www.auto1.com.au. So, sorry, Todd, I was fixated on the 15-litre portable fridge and freezer. Do you know how many Italian sausages I could fit in that when I'm out and about on the road? Well, Nick, speaking of road trips on that one then, and taking Italian sausages with you, I also noted that the AM radio in the XW isn't quite legit. The uh, Nomad 3 Trek Bluetooth speaker would make the great cruising present from Linda to you. I hope she's listening. Okay, we have some more guests here with us. Now, we are joined by Jimmy Antares and... Midnight Bob from 88.5 FM. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, thanks for inviting us along. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a privilege. It's an honour to be here on your 100th, mate. Look, it's, uh, oh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys coming along. And, uh, you know, I know it's, um, it's a Sunday, so I'm, we really appreciate you coming out. Jimmy, tell us a little bit about, I know you've, You've grown up with cars over the years. Mm. Tell us a little bit about your Holden Escapades. I'll tell you this. I was actually driving here thinking, knowing I was going to be on air with you this morning, I thought, well, I don't know how to fix a thing on a car. I never have, never will. But what I do know is the models and years, particularly in Holden Heaven where we are at the moment. And I'm walking around going, wow. Look at this. How good is this? You know, even if you're not a car enthusiast, you'll appreciate what's you know, the stories behind it, the dollars in it, the efforts, the blood, sweat and the tears. And you think, 
fantastic, great. That yeah. has people's passions. For me, um, I was a big, big rev head from my teens to early 20s. Yep. Um, first car, first car was just a, a green XC Ford Fountain mm. that when it rained, um, your feet would get wet inside the car. But um, I had that car for about 12 months and I had my eye on a VL Commodore. I like the VLs. I oh, am. Yeah. Right. So I ended up purchasing with my uncle as guarantor, who was not a big fan of me doing this for starters, was an Expershoot 5 litre, 308 VL. And uh, I reckon that car, my mates used to say to me, that car was finished or made on a Friday. There's something <laughs> special about it. If it was made on a Monday, it wouldn't do what it did. But it was, it was you know, it was amazing. That, that car was, and we still talk about it now, 25 years on, I'm still you know, in discussions with it. So that was my first car. And then the next one, that I bought because that was stolen. That was stolen, so I had it for 11 months and it was stolen, which some people say probably saved my life being stolen because I was a lunatic behind the wheel. But the next car I got, I paid um, five and a half grand for, was a VN five litre, but it was an ex-cop again, yeah. but ex-taxi. And the original motor in that car had done 1.2 million Ks and it was still the original motor. I had it for three years, and the motor still went. The only thing that ended up going on it was a diff because that had done 800,000 Ks. Yeah. So I just got rid of it. And, um, but I did go from there to a 1971 HQ two-door 350 Monaro. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez, we, we find out a lot about people, don't we, when we start talking cars, do we? Because mm. I didn't even know that about yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So I put... <laughs> What had happened was I bought this thing for ten and a half thousand dollars in two thousand and four. Right? The reason why the man was selling it was because he was doing a project on a HK Monaro and chose to use that money on the HK. He flipped the coin, HQ HK. It landed on tails. He went with the HK. The car that I bought off him was, apart from the paint job, everything was immaculate, beautifully finished. But he'd stopped on that. Went to sell it. I purchased it. Three fifty-two door Marone Monaro, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. beautiful. That is amazing. Yeah. There you go. Learn something about someone every day. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Rob, can I refer to you as you, Rob, or me, not Bob? Or, 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 oh, we, um, either, either will do. But uh, yeah, for this, uh, we'll go, Rob. <laughs> Rob. All right, Rob. Rob House. Thanks for joining us, Rob. Uh, we really appreciate it. Also. AKA Midnight Bob on 88.5 FM. Rob, I, I just want to ask you a question first. How do you do it? Like, you do the show. I think your commitment to radio, community radio, is second to none. How do you do it? Uh, an understanding wife, actually. That's <laughs> I, I, so just tell our listeners, you are on from midnight to... 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Seven nights a week. Seven nights a week. And then you stay on later on Thursdays and Saturdays. Yes, yes. Just to talk to me. Just to talk to Talk and Power. I mean, that, 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 that's, <laughs> that's, that's the highlight of my week. That is no joke. So all those people that are listening, um, that is fair dinkum. And I, I think, you know, we get all excited about commercial radio, and that's great. But what you do is really it's it's a huge commitment so people can tune in to 88.5 fm and get a live show pretty much that's it that's uh it's in our kpi because uh, we don't want to be a commercial radio station we want to be part of the community yeah and uh and a big part of the community and that's where we're heading and it's uh, engagement in shows like talking power and, and a number of other enthusiast shows that makes us unique yeah and uh 
I, I do mention that uh, Talking Power on Saturday mornings from 8.30 to 10 um, sits between my show and Carlos's community uh, chat, which puts you the rose amongst the two thorns. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, Rob. I know you've said that a few times, but I, the jury's out on that one. It's maybe... I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll just we'll leave it at that. I certainly don't feel like the rose, that's for sure. So, uh, but also, I mean, the big thing I find about my engagement with Talk and Power over the past uh, uh, probably uh, 12 months is I've learned a lot about motoring, mm. uh, particularly about motorsport. I mean, I do know what a door slammer is now. I right. do know what, what a funny car is. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, uh, my education is coming up. As an engineer, I just like learning. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And, and, and particularly when you talked about uh, which side to put a passenger in a two-seater car mm. based on the torque of the Hellcat engine. I, I just went, I went home, I drew a diagram. I, I, yeah, just, yeah. I, I understand that. So, yeah. so you're informative, educational and uh, entertaining. So. No, we really appreciate that commentary, actually. And uh, look, I mean, we, we're... We try and we do events like this as well, but we can't do this without without volunteers as well. So, you know, people from Shannon's, uh, people from Auto One, and also you guys as well, for allowing us the avenue, 88.5 FM, giving us the avenue as well to, to voice our, our thoughts and also the stories, more importantly, some of the stories we've heard today, you know that they're, they're pretty special stories. Mm. And, and even your story, like finding out that you had a... HQ Monaro, I can't believe it. Yes, with a 350 in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy, tell us a bit about your show as well, Thursday nights. Are you on Tuesday nights? I'm now on Tuesdays. Now I've swapped over from Mondays. To okay. now, so it's a Tuesday, Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m. slot. Yep. And basically with me, you get a couple of hours of best of rock and pop music from the 70s, 80s, 90s and today sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. More music, less talk. Yeah, yep, yep. And that's great. So 88.5 FM, you can stream it on, online as well. Uh, go to www. Jeez, you got me on the hop here. If you go to VCA 88.5 on the search engine, we're on the top list. I don't know why. Tap on it, click on Listen Now, where the little, it says in the top left-hand corner, and you can, while you're live streaming, you can have a look at how much variety and how many shows we have got on yeah. your local community radio station. Yeah. So it's 88, 88. 885fm.com.au. I don't know why I was struggling with that. It's straightforward. Oh, Couldn't uh, be any easier. We struggled with it too. We <laughs> wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we struggled. We wrote it. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Hey, guys, really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Oh, sorry. You got. Sorry. I, I just want to say, if I can just cut in on your, own, on your own show, <laughs> on behalf of everyone here at 88.5, 100 episodes. Congratulations. Did you, did you get a telegram from the Queen? No, oh, no, 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 I'm still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> um, it's an amazing op- uh, effort from you, Nick and, and Simon, and to have you on our airwaves every, every Saturday morning is a blessing. The work you put in into your show and the things you do for the station or, don't, do go a long way. So on behalf of myself and Midnight Bob and all the crew at 88.5 FM, we have got a little gift for you oh. on behalf of us wow. all. Like that, you'll never be late again, hopefully, for your show or anywhere. On behalf of us all, that's from 88.5 FM. Oh, wow. Something specially oh, done geez, for you. Geez, check that so out. pull that out of the bag and show your wife who's got the camera up. What uh, Batteries are included. Batteries no, are included. included. Look there at you that. go. That is magnificent. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate that. That's a hubcap of a Holden. And uh, it's a talk and power. Congratulations. 100 episodes, the crew at 88.5 FM. Really appreciate that. And uh, on behalf of myself, Simon and Todd as well, we really appreciate uh, what you've done there. That's magnificent. Beautiful. That is, that's going to go uh, up at home. We really appreciate that. 
You're more Excellent. than welcome. More than welcome. Enjoy. And, and, no and, worries. And we'll plan for the 150th uh, one as well. So we will, yeah. We'll, we'll do a digital clock this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for coming on and thanks for coming down here today. It's really appreciated. And um, I know it's your own time to come down here. Please have a wander around yeah, and we, enjoy we the vehicles. Yes. And uh, thanks for chucking the cans on as well. And uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks very You're much. You're welcome. All the best for the future. All the best. Thanks, Jimmy. This is Talk and Power. On 88.5 FM. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring part one of our 100th episode to an end there. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with part two and the conclusion to our 100th episode. So thanks for tuning in. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.